to me. Good evening, everybody. Joe Colton looks really pale, but uh, we'll be right back after our fun theme music. Friday night, it's 9 p.m. It's time for the What's on Joe Biden team stream. I'm Mike Irizarry. This is a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. We appreciate you joining us tonight, or whenever you happen to be joining us, whether it be Friday or Saturday or Monday or 53 or whatever. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube tonight, uh, please like our video, subscribe to our channel, um, share us in your in your social media circles. That's the number one thing you can do to help us out the most is subscribe. Watch us on Facebook. Go ahead and give us some kind of a reaction. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a, a heart. Give us a huggy guy. We love little we huggy. Love huggy guy. We love little huggy guy. So, uh, but joining me this evening, you see him here in the top row, uh, so we can partially obscure his square with our logo. Mm -hmm. It's the former head of marketing for the GI Joe branded Hasbro, the Hot Show, Mark Weber. Hey, who was conspicuous by his absence last week? Yeah, we did. Uh, we we build it as medical emergency, and uh, uh, kind of was, but uh, everything's everything's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't usually call out three hours before the show, but yeah, I hit the silk last week, so uh, everything's fine. Great to be back. Uh, sorry, I missed you, and I was so ready because I was I'm totally down with call sign longbow, right? And I was ready to flash my my patch. It looks like a trading card, but it's actually a patch. It's gorgeous. So is it I, is the patch like or is it put on something else? It's a it's a patch on a oh okay like a descriptive card. Really, really good marketing. Uh because they were, were handing these out at Joe Fest, I think. Um so anyway, big fan big fan of this and, and was disappointed A that I missed at all, but B that I missed the show when we were gonna chat, you know, live with the creator. So I definitely wanted to make sure I got my street cred back. And it didn't look like I just bailed out like, oh, God, that stuff. Let me get out of the way. Well, Troy, Troy will be back before too, too long when we get this thing off the ground. Troy's a man. I tried to run him over in a parking lot at JoeCon in uh, Loveland because I finally got out. Not I loved it. I loved doing shows, but I hadn't had lunch. And so I got out at like 540 at night and I was just going to fly across the street and eat at whatever was there. And so I threw the thing, I threw the rental car in reverse and damn near ran him over. <laughs> my, so. my, my Troy McKee story is that there was a, 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 we had a rental car in Loveland. And uh, there were a bunch of us going to that. There was at, at the, the con hotel at the other end of the parking lot was a Perkins. Okay. There was a big, big group of us getting together. We all went, we all piled into the, the Irizarry Godso minivan rental. <laughs> And uh, and Troy was was the last one. He like he happened on our group at the very last minute, so we put him in the trunk. <laughs> so 
The Irizarry Godso minivan rental sounds like a terrible like ska band. Yeah, like that's that's um or or one of those experimental techno groups or right, yeah. Right. Like yeah, it's like the the you guys open for the Alan Parsons project, but not yeah. so long. Yeah. Yeah. In the bottom row tonight, she's got her Terradome backdrop. She's the co-hostess with the co-hostess. She's back from Galaxy Con Richmond. It's Joe Colton, everyone. Hi guys. How are you? I'm very excited to be here. I have a Terradome backdrop. Lovely. Again, right? Again. Again. It's retro, but in the best possible way. What's it, what's important is you're not bitter. Always. <laughs> and you, you may notice that uh, no, no Racktime Rob tonight. Racktime Rob is is heaving germs all over the place. So he's oh. he's back in the he's back in his own quarters, confined, quarantined, being gross. Is it cold or is it COVID? It's a cold. Oh, that's so. They said that um, colds are going to be really bad this year because we've been locked away for two years and have oh, no yeah. immune system. Nope, nobody's been near anybody else for two years. <laughs> so, so, I guess uh, we get to go back to licking each other now just to get right. <laughs> I mean, so be, Rob is is a special ed teacher, so he right. is bucking that trend the last two years anyway. Yeah. If there's one person that has been, it, it pretty well just just normal operating procedure you know unfortunately it's it's been him and and his 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 fellow uh, special ed teachers but um because masks are not always possible with with that crowd unfortunately mm -hmm. um or nor is social distancing so yeah I, i'm i'm it's uh if something is if something has knocked out the legendary immune system of racktime rob he needs to stay as far away from me <laughs> right. as possible because i will die imagine what it'll do to a mere mortal Right. I, I have a good immune system. I don't get sick very often, but he never gets sick. Like the fact he's used three sick days this week. And I think that's more than he had used in three years previous. <laughs> that's crazy. I got to figure the immune system being tested on this show, though, would be Joe Colton, who had to face the most powerful strain of con crud ever. Or at least the weakest immune system of the uh, the uh, assembled folks. Yeah. Well, it's that's why she dresses up like like people who sometimes have their faces covered. Right. That's I, had a, I had a mask, uh, like it was a uh, red, blue, and 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 yellow for my Wonder Woman, and I was like, I was a, I was above a lot of people, but then I was also like, I'm just gonna keep the mask on. It was hard with Batman. Batman was hard, so I just stayed away from people. Well, when you put the you put the mask over the ears, it doesn't. <laughs> it was cold. It your eyes at this point. It, well. it just did this, and I was like, <laughs> I could, I'd, have, I'd have to like wrap it around, and like, there's these um these clips that you can do for masks, but I didn't have any, and so even tying it, like it was, so it's the eyes and then the nose, and so it would like push my nose in and then cover my mouth. I was like, I'm gonna suffocate. So just. Just stay away from people. I, I gotta imagine the the people really thinking about it went as Bane, right? Like wear a mask all weekend. So right? there was only one guy, and he was enormous. Like he was like six six, dressed as Bane, tatted up. I was like, that's smart. Bane doesn't, have, Bane doesn't have tats, does he? No, but he he had tats. No. Okay. 
And then he wore that big jacket inside. I was like, oh. If you're wearing the jacket, I'll give it to you. But I'll I'll give him credit for going to the first, I don't want to say post-COVID, but as cons open up. To uh, to go as Bane and wear a mask the whole time. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Well, I, we were we were at that one small show in Ohio last year, and we we were masked up pretty well the entire time. So yeah, like it was, and there wasn't that was a big room with not many people in it, and we still. So yeah, I'm. We'll we'll see. There seems I, some cons, which we will see very shortly, uh, still have pretty strict. Mm-hmm. procedures in place so yeah i uh as the baroness i had a black mask it was pretty good it was really slow so i like you could take it off and like still have like people there wasn't a lot of pe- people are still working on friday so it was just like basically staff maybe um i don't know maybe 50 people we saw so yeah and to recap you were crimson baroness batman Bat, Wait, bat, bat, bat woman. Do I have to say female Batman? Because it's obviously not Batwoman. And if I no, say it's you, just if Batman. I, if I say you were Batman, I think people figure it out. Yeah, I was Batman with boobs. And uh, what was the third? Oh, stop, Batman. <laughs> um, Wonder Woman. I didn't get a chance to put on my Ghostbusters because I had to. I had to meet Alan Richardson. He's the new um, Jack Reacher. He's Whatever. tall. Was he bigger than Bane? No, that guy was like. He was he looked scary out of a mask. I saw him at a diner after and I was like, you look like you would cause some trouble. The new Jack Reacher is a foot taller than Tom Cruise. Oh, I'm sure he's a lot taller than Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah. Just like I was it. in my Wonder Woman and he was still taller than me. Like he was yeah. like I was like, I mean, Oh he could be five foot ten and be a foot taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise is like five six, five seven. Six ish. Maybe yeah. if maybe if he's wearing his booster shoes, and his yeah. middle t- and his middle tooth. <laughs> Ever that. since you told me, I can't unsee that now. Yeah, not see that. Like, you're killing me. I like that a guy that's been Hollywood's leading man for damn near forty years, who's just, and kept himself in phenomenal shape as he got older. There's like a massive physical flaw with him that nobody noticed till like five years ago. Like, well, he got his nose done first because if you watch, um, oh, what was that? Uh, he was in a movie with uh, Patrick Swayze. Lost Boys? No. Was it Lost Boys? Outsiders. Outsiders, yes. So his nose is jacked up in that movie. He okay. got it fixed after that movie. And moved to the side, apparently, because it's not <laughs> over the teeth anymore. <laughs> Most people have the teeth moved, <laughs> but most people have a skull large enough to hold the full set of teeth. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, I get it. Oh, I'm sure if you you pop that one out of there, like a, a dispenser would just shoot the other one out. Just... Anyways. I also got to meet Ashley Eckstein. Okay. okay. The voice of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's tiny and she's very sweet. I let her sold, uh, hold my sword as Wonder Woman because she wanted to meet me. So she was like, what? You want me? Can I, can I really? And I was like, yes, actress. Why are you freaking out over a sword? <laughs> did did you meet her husband, the grittiest shortstop in Major League Baseball history? I did not, but I met her dad. Her dad was really sweet. I hugged him. I didn't know she was a, a David Eckstein bride. Yes. Didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah. You gotta. You always gotta watch the background back when uh, shows that she's at, because the the pretty short uh, blonde dude who who looks like he's in pretty good shape is is probably David Eckstein. Hold on, I gotta I gotta look this up. He was a good player. Uh, not a great player, but a good player for a long time. Yeah. Oh no, you're right. Mm-hmm. Damn. No, he how, wasn't there. How much does she hate Rosario Dawson? I don't think she hates Rosario Dawson. I think she was disappointed she wasn't even asked because she did the motion capture for um, for Clone Wars. Look, so. Rosario Dawson didn't cast Rosario Dawson. Yeah. I don't. I, I, those, those folks understand that that's a business. Mm-hmm. The, the other actress did not make that decision. It would have been cool if she did it. I think, like, they got a, ba- a lot of backlash because of it, like Disney did. Because it would have had to have cost Ashuka as as like Tinkerbell. She yeah. yeah, she has and- a huge following. Like there was not even on Friday there was a huge line, and she spends time with her fans. That's she cool. is super nice. Like it was, uh, I don't even know how to. Like it was like probably six seven rows deep to go see her, and I was like, that's insane. So. Somebody, somebody posted. But you, on, you learn how to beat that by just carry where you know being one woman carrying around a sword. Wonder Woman cuts the line with her big Amazon sword. <laughs> <laughs> somebody posted on Facebook last year and said Ahsoka Tano is the best developed Star Wars character of all time, and I will fight anybody who disagrees. And huh? somebody posted underneath and said, "Well, she had 490 hours of screen time, so let's hope so." So sharp. Yeah. She's got a following. Uh, I do want to thank Chris Arsaga for getting me a photo with her. So he's awesome. And a huge G.I. Joe fan. I have fans. <laughs> I would call it a commanding voice if anybody listened to me, but I don't think that happens. So Mark and I don't listen to you. I'm not I'm not sure anybody else could keep the show on the rails. So I, the, I, show, I the show we did without you, Mike, pure chaos. Look it, up. <laughs> it was great. We survived. Joe, Joe and Wes were, were drag racing somebody. Uh, unlike you guys, I actually watched the shows that I'm not on. So yeah, I, I saw it. I saw part of it live. Oh, man. But, it was uh, great. It was great. At one point, they run over somebody. You can see the whole car bump. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I kind of sit there for a while. Just, just go. What are they doing to my program? What, yeah, and they—they. They, I don't know if the guy no sold it. The guy they ran over, but but Wes and Joe were just like, yeah, speed bump. Whatever. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta get home. I gotta get on one central line. <laughs> I, I think I think they actually sped up, which wasn't a bad idea. <laughs> I think we were still on when I was trying to get the key in the door to get in the house. I think that's true. And at one point, I think you were on three wheels in the car, which is a lot harder than two. Anybody can do two. It was it was brutal. It's great. It was entertaining. It, it, it was in its own way. It, it was kind of it was our own, for lack of a better term, car wreck episode. But pretty much, like we broke news that episode. That's, that's the one that that's the part that kills me. Like there was a there was actual things that we did in that that, that show is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Hey, give it to Wes. He's usually like a like a grandma driver. Man, he was like, "We, I gotta get you home." Taking out mailboxes and 
scattering children and it wasn't like Kansas City. He didn't elbow anybody. He didn't have his foot out the door taking taking out kids. <laughs> Punting. Oh goodness. I tell you what, let's uh we we've blown a quarter hour of everybody's time at this point. Um let's go ahead and get to our, our first segment tonight, which is the community calendar. There's a Comic-Con or a toy show, what's on your mind, wants to know, tell Mike, Mark, and Joe, Community Calendar. Oh, man. We might actually take that. Don't watch it. We premiered that last week. If you actually watched the shows that you weren't a part of, you know that. I'm just saying. That completely innocent picture of Joe does not look that innocent at, at high speed. No, no, we're gonna get all the mileage out of this that we absolutely. What? I give no. it, two, I give it two toes up. What is like I, I saw, it, I was like, oh, he's got pictures, and then there's me, and I was like, why? <laughs> Such a jerk. When you send funny pictures, they're going to be used in funny circumstances. I sent you that i think you grabbed that when i posted it that was off reddit entirely possible but your long-standing rule is oh when i ask you if i could use pictures you always yeah "Yeah, go ahead you don't have to ask yeah okay fine sure i'll pick this one the one where i'm stuck in a shoe and i've got maggie trying to rip my leg off yeah okay yeah, I like it. Look, look, you 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 put it out there in the public domain. Yep, I did. You have a you have a, a Facebook fan group with how many thousands of people in it? Far more than than watch this program. Oh yeah. Far more than are subscribed to this program. And you know, it would be nice if you plugged the damn show once in a while. I and do. Brought them around, but you know, whatever. I just applied for another convention. Yeah. And I put on that I am a co-chair of What's on Joe Mind, the podcast. There you go. Did you I gotta I gotta believe that the people subscribe to Joe's uh fan group, they know about us. It's not that they don't know. They just don't, well, they just, they just don't like this restaurant. They don't know. Uh-uh, they don't like it. Nobody ever knows. You don't you don't got what they want. Nope. <laughs> That's if fair. I had a nickel, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Because, fr- frankly, there's a lot of them that I don't want to have what they want. There you go. So ain't we both content? Right? Like, there's a lot of them that they have a, a big, big cot in their basement. Oh, my God. And, you know, like, I don't need to I don't need to cater to that crowd. Not that big. Oh. Just saying. Yeah. Anyways. Community calendar. First up. Tomorrow and Sunday, it's the San Jose Super Toy Comic and Collectible Show. That is a great logo, by the way. I love that. Very, very, very minimalist. Very cool. But um, tomorrow, 9.30 to 4.30, March 27th, which is Sunday. That's 10 to 3.30. Early bird access at 9.30 is $20 at the door. Uh, cash only. General admission is at 11.30, and that is 15. Um, be sure to visit the website listed there. That is www.timetunneltoys.com. For more details, there are still strict COVID-19 protocols in place. This has taken place in the Santa Clara Convention Center. Uh, so just like the Niners, they they say that they're from one city, but then they go to Santa Clara. Um, 
So yeah, but uh, be sure to check out that website in advance if you're in the neighborhood of uh, the San Jose Super Toy Comic and Collectible Show. And bring a mask, apparently. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Ma masking is enforced, and yeah, it's it's like if you're not if you're not uh, if you're not vaccinated, they're going to require vaccination cards or or negative tests and things like that. So, absolutely. Check out the website because we're not we're not going through all that here for for one show. That's like two of you might check out. Moving on. Uh, next up is of course uh, tomorrow is the Great Ohio Toy Show. Yes. And that is at the Green County Expo Center in Xenia, Ohio. That is outside of Dayton, Ohio. That is the James A. Cavanaugh Jr. neck of the woods. Nice. Also, uh, the Warrior Princess neck of the woods. Right. Xenia. Yeah, uh, I was like, is that, is that actually Xenia? <laughs> it's not Xena, it's Xenia. All right. And it is uh, $10 general admission. It is 9 to 4, I believe. I can't see. Yeah, 9 to 4. It's on the thing there. Um, I'm sure that you could find all of the toys on the on the screen and then some available at the Great Ohio Toy Show. Let's hope so. There's no Joe on that show, on that poster. Nope. Right? Double He-Man image. Triple humanity. Yeah, I was like, there's Four, a lot of cat. Shira, a grumpy bear. Yeah. Strawberry shortcake. Grumpy bear is kind of my spirit animal. Yeah, me too. Big grumpy bear. I have a giant one. So when Wes and I started dating, I like had him sit next to my grumpy bear. Not impressed. I would imagine that that's kind of Wes's spirit animal too. Yeah. Because really, my spirit animal is the cookie monster. But I don't know if he counts as an animal. So Hey, Siri. Great he's, I he's, like Oscar the Grouch more. Cookie Monster is America's greatest comic actor. He, he truly is. Just cookies. How'd Matt Tracker get on there and not G.I. Joe? Come on. Firefly is taking a negative view. It's just going to be mostly Beanie Babies. No. Firefly strikes me as a kind of negative guy, right? No, he's just he's 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 a smart ass. No, no, I just I I meant the greater Firefly. That he, do people still right? yeah. do people still collect Beanie Babies? I yes, they're not worth anything, but people collect them. They had like a huge crash. Why would you collect something like that? I don't know. Why do people collect pops? Pops. Why do people collect uh, most anything that gets pushed out and millions upon millions of? Because we're oh, insane. Right. So there's people who are still insane for Beanie Babies. I feel sorry for those people. I do. I ridicule them. Because <laughs> what they love is not what I love. Therefore, they're no. dumb. No. It's an internet thing. <laughs> oh, did you flip it? Joe Colton, gatekeeping till the end. Yeah. Sorry. That came out a little. <laughs> I heard, I, I heard, I heard a fourth voice. <laughs> And I thought Rob had escaped from the quarantine ward. No, yeah, no, no. His his door has been sealed shut from the outside. So right. Ah. Obviously, Wes's controller ran out of batteries. No. Yes. He. Uh, I'm getting dessert. Hold on. Saint well. Saint Peter's has defeated Purdue, which uh, makes a, another one of my my predictions come true. That Purdue, when faced with a very winnable game in, a, in an NCAA bracket, will lose it. There you go. 
Gene Cady has to be so upset. Yeah, maybe. You got uh, Drew, Drew Brees, so mad right now. He's, he's probably madder than yeah. Gene Cady. Uh, Rod Woodson. Gene Cady went to a Final Four, so he doesn't like getting out in the Sweet 16. This doesn't bother him. Right. He's still the he's still the most prolific coach in Purdue history because he and got a he got a Final Four in there. And he managed to coach his entire career without anyone noticing the bolts in his neck. Oh no, that we we noticed. Ah. We noticed. It didn't matter, but we noticed. That used to be the rallying cry of Purdue basketball. Bread good. <laughs> Fire bad. <laughs> Gene Cady's such a mensch, though. He's such a good guy. At, at a time when, when the other coaches in the state were were Bob Knight and the lick spittle Digger Phelps. Right. He was the stuff. Digger Phelps was on TV. Legitimately for a, nice person. Digger Phelps was on TV for a long time for... Pretty much no reason. Yeah. Uh, he, he, well, nobody wanted to give him a, a coaching job anymore because he wasn't that good at it. Right. But he wasn't and, that uh, good at the whole broadcasting thing. And he wasn't, because... wasn't great at the, the broadcasting deal, but he had a lot of friends uh, because he would kick kiss their butt. And, yeah. so, you know, that was it. Is that baklava? No. I want to see Joe eat baklava in a storm shadow mask because then it would be balaclava baklava. Don't make her choke on it. Eh. You're muted, Joe Colton. Come on. Sorry. It's called bulatza. It's a yeah, custard it with a phyllo uh, pastry around it. And then you put cinnamon and powdered sugar on top. Okay. All right. Never heard of it, but it sounds legit. It's really good. Welcome to What's on Joe Mind, your one-stop G.I. Joe podcast for college basketball and desserts. Yeah, next week we'll be talking Zeppelins and Zupa. Did I miss anything? You missed quite a bit, man. You missed quite a bit. You you missed uh, the, the catchphrase that we, we gave uh, Troy for marketing. We call sign Longbow thick in the crotch. Whoa. Oh, nice. I'm terrified. You guys really need to watch the show. That's all. up with that? That was the part of the discussion, yes. Next up, Steel City Con. A couple of weeks to go before this one. April 8th through 10th. That's at the Monroeville Convention Center, just outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is a big show. Uh, you do want to hit up uh, SteelCityCon.com for ticket information. Your guests include Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Christopher Lloyd, Robert England, Christina Ricci, Christy Brinkley, John Bernthal, the wrestler Sting. The man called Sting. Well, the I icon. Can, I can really vouch for this show. So in the in their December show, they usually do several during the year, but that's where I get a lot of ornaments and Christmas stuff. And they have a ton of G.I. Joe's. So and their guest list is always like Oh, it's it's obnoxious. They if if you're a if you're alive and you were in a a, a National Lampoon's vacation movie. Uh, you're, You're at that con. So, yeah, it's 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 that that deep. They even have Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid's out of the pen. Mm-hmm. Going to be at Steel City Con. <laughs> and if you're a wrestling fan, huge wrestling city. So, uh, Sting and Darby Allen will be there. Not a, not a big mm. wrestling list this time. Okay. Now, I, I'm not obviously I'm not trying to poop on any con that we're letting you know about. But is Chevy Chase any good as a guest? Uh, He's known to be kind of a surly person. 
I'm going to guess so long as you're giving him a hundred bucks for a photo and a, and a signature, he's probably okay. Yeah. He is not a yeah. hundred bucks. If he didn't really want to be there, he probably wouldn't be there. So, or didn't need to be there, maybe. Yeah. Rob asks, where's Anthony Michael Hall? Anthony Michael Hall is at Steel City Con, April 8th through 10th. Yep. He's part of the and more. Right? I, I only had so much room. It was Anthony Michael Hall or The Punisher. I went with The Punisher. Yeah, what do you want from God, Rob, go on the website. Jesus, SteelCityCon.com. Drink some orange juice, Rob. Finally, Firefly can get his Fletch soundtrack. So. <laughs> Finally is right. I hope somebody has a Lakers jersey for Fletch to sign. That'd be cool, dude, if you had one of those made. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. So uh, that, that brings us up to the news. You're muted. I was chewing. And uh, eating also, but. Do, 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 do. We asked for so little. That I know. One, that one smelled like cinnamon. So. Whatever. It's luxurious smell of <laughs> We've reached the scratch and sniff portion of our show. Right. <laughs> we we should not be encouraging people to scratch the Joe Colton Colton portion of their, their monitor to Yeah, no, that's that that's already there's probably already enough people doing that. So I don't think any other podcast has done that. Breaking the fifth wall. <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah, just saying. Breaking oh, no. that is dangerous because it's a load-bearing wall. But yeah, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty on G.I. Joe and Espana. Eight days left here. Uh, pre-orders close on, or six days left here, I'm sorry. Pre-orders close on March 31st. Uh, so this is the last time they'll we'll get pre-orders on, on this program. So we need to make sure they're here. Uh, eight full-color volumes detailing the release of G.I. Joe in Spain from 1988 to 1994. If you are at all interested in G.I. Joe in foreign countries and, and the, all the marketing and artwork and fun stuff connected with that, this is for you. If you read Spanish, even better. Even though most of the first seven volumes are predominantly photos and, and you could probably follow along, uh, even if you don't. But remember, hit the hit up their website, G.I. Joe and Espana.blogspot.com uh, for more information. Remember, pre-orders only there till the end of the month. So if you're on the fence, it's time to start making up your mind. If you happen to have, what was it, 300 bucks laying around? Correct. It's vital for the history of the brand completed. Yes. See, es el Joe de Robo y el Oso Grande y Honda E, or E, I guess. El Blanca. They would call him E Honda because that's his name. Would it be La Blanca? Or El Blanca. This is a dude. It's probably El Blanca. El Blanca. Like but it's La, probably La Blanca. Like Lamano. Like this doesn't make sense, but it's right. We don't call him the Blanca. He would just be Blanca. Okay. Unless he's got some crazy name like like Lightning Man or something. <laughs> Maybe. At which point then he's El Hombre de Lightning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at those eight and going, these are the eight you went with? It, I those, realize it's 88 to 94, so some of the some of the classics are off the table, but right. Right. It's it's a little 
a little weird, but what can you do? Can you imagine when Mirage and Robo Joe's agent got the phone call? They're like, <laughs> we're going to be on the cover? <laughs> we finally made it! Eel version 2? What's that guy doing? Not much. Yeah. He was thrilled to get the call. That, uh, that Hasbro bought. That's what he's doing. <laughs> thrilled to get the call. Yes, I'll do it. Where is it? Enjoying retirement. How much does it pay? Next news item. Do, 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 do. Uh, we're going to continue with the pre-order bit here. Uh, a little bit more time left for the RoboSkull Mark II backer kit. That closes on April 30. Uh, here, too, if you missed out on the Kickstarter for RoboSkull Mark II uh, from Skeletron. <clears throat> Excuse me. First off, go back and check out our episode with the, the guys from Skeletron for with Ben Conway. Uh, get a lot of the details there as far as what you're actually getting. Uh, but head up to roboskull.backerkit.com, get yourself signed in, uh, and get be, be a part of this one because every every collection needs a Roboskull. I, I don't care what what size collection you have, every single one. I'm holding out to Roboskull Mark Webb, the most powerful version. Well, this one is, is a redhead. Mm -hmm. Very clearly. Legit. That's why it's flying at night. Perhaps even more. <laughs> There's too much moon. He's got to be roasting. It only has one real weakness. <laughs> only night missions. So, yes. Uh, but, again, we got a good month on this one yet. But I wanted to, to make sure we, we're keeping it fresh in everybody's mind. And that if you're you're uh, setting aside a couple of bucks, you still got about a month to go. Next news item. Hey, we got official word today from the fellows behind Total Action Force. Volume 2, uh, that Kickstarter says coming soon. That is next week that Kickstarter gets going. And I'm going to read you the following press release. From the man himself, Brian Hickey, the guy who took that photo, who put together that art that you see on your screen. After a successfully funded, produced, and delivered campaign for Total Action Force The Battle Years in 2021, with over 200 satisfied backers, it's time for the international heroes to take the stage. You may be familiar with G.I. Joe, a real American hero, but what happens when America's finest fighting force needs to be sold overseas? The answer, at least partially, is release the toys with new geographically diverse biographies and develop a comic featuring the familiar characters in new locales. For Total Action Force Volume 2, we aim to bring you a hardcover 176-page definitive history. There's that word, definitive and guidebook to the Hasbro Action Force figures and vehicles released between 1987 and 1989. For a brief period, certain European countries received an amended version of the beloved Real American Hero toy line. Character biographies were changed to give the toys a more international flavor to appeal to a new audience, while the name of the successful Palatoy series was retained as a marketing tool. In tandem with covering the toys in detail, the book will also go behind the scenes on the Action Force Weekly comic, and Action Force Monthly, published in the USA as G.I. Joe European Missions. Released by Marvel Comics UK to promote the toys, the comics contain new stories written and drawn by then-up-and-coming creators who've gone on to become some of the most celebrated in comics. Uh, artists and writers such as Mike Collins, Kev Hopgood, Grant Morrison, Jeff Sr., Steve Ewell, Simon Furman, and Brian Hitch all cut their teeth documenting the adventures of Action Force. The book will be full of their work, usage of which has been approved by the rights holder, as well as any as well as ex exclusive interviews with many of the creators. 
For our cover art, we're pleased to announce that Action Force alumni Mike Collins, uh, who is a storyboard artist for Doctor Who and The Witcher, has been enlisted for this special mission. In keeping with Volume 1, which was an honorable mention at the most recent International Design Awards, Volume 2 will be a visual feast for its readers with licensed usage of the comics art character profiles, for which, again, many were tweaked from their USA biographies, and of course, it will be packed full of diorama photos showcasing Action Force's figures and vehicles. The Kickstarter campaign will require 35,000 euro to fund a limited print run of the hardcover book, with a number of tiers where backers can receive copies of the finished product, posters, and art prints in return for their support. If the campaign succeeds, further stretch goals will be available to expand the page count, include new Action Force art from a number of artists, like Kev Hopgood, Steve Ewell, Jeff Sr., and Mike Collins, and reprint the sold-out Total Action Force The Battle Years, that's Volume 1, as a soft cover. Our aim to make this the definitive guidebook and celebration of the vintage international heroes, toys, and comics, something that fans will read and reference for years to come. There you go. Very nice. So get ready for that next week. I love their first book. I was one of those satisfied 200. Absolutely, same here. Backers. So, and and just I mean, just look at this photo. I mean, come on. Yeah. Man. Yeah, they're, they're it, Brian's fantastic with the work that he does. Yep. Really, like you, you need to, if 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 you do nothing else, go file follow Brian Hickey on Instagram. Yeah, at even Brian, if, at Brian the Hick. Even if you think you don't like Hickeys, you'll like Brian Hickey. That's, that, that's, I, that's such a bad joke that I heard Racktime Rob cough. What did I say? Yeah, already he's thinking, I don't feel so bad. See, I'm helping him. Next news item. I think that's time for all of us to take a drink, right? Right, time to take a drink. I hope Brian used that line on a girlfriend in the past. I'm sure he did. She's like, ow! And he's like, what'd you expect? Truth in advertising. As we all know, uh, yesterday was the the opening of Walmart's Collector Con. We told you all about it uh, last week. And of course, we got some official reveals. Stuff we already knew was coming. Let's take a minute, review those reveals. Uh, first up, the beginning of wave one for the G.I. Joe uh, retro classified line that is Baroness and Lady J. And then, of course, uh, the second part of it, uh, Destro and Gung Ho. So, um, I don't know what you guys were, were looking at in, in regards to uh, the actual pre order process, but man, that was something, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't that bad for me because I wasn't desperate right to get them so i hit refresh a couple times on the phone over like a half an hour and they all went through it wasn't seamless but it wasn't pain it wasn't you know brutal for right. me anyway i'm just saying the largest retailer in the u.s and they still can't put together a computer system that can accommodate people wanting to buy their stuff yeah very strange <laughs> But eventually, yes, all, all the pre-orders seem to be going through. These are available now if you go to walmart.com. I believe they were also available on Hasbro Pulse, but I think they're sold out there. 
uh, but you can certainly give it a try. They the pulses set up to to take orders for this, if nothing else. Uh, we'll start with you, Joe Colton. Any of these on your list? Um, I am currently not buying anything. What? Yeah, I can't. The wallet yeah. is closed right now. But but I like what you've done here in that if you're not buying anything new, you're going out and reclaiming things that belong to you that aren't in your home. Yep. <laughs> Case in point. There you go. Yep. I mean, and for for a Joe collector, this is actually one you could sit out, right? Right. The, yeah. The, the one here, I mean, the one here that's full of win is Gung Ho, right? Like, yeah. New parts. You know how how he should have been, so to speak, mm-hmm. and the tattoo that they that they can't quite get from an IP perspective. Yeah, this is so much better than the original one. So not yes. not. I mean, there was a lot okay with that first gung ho. I don't have any problem with them going mm-hmm. a little more legit green than than you know vintage G one look. But they're the both tat, the tattoo and the hat were just unforgivable. So yeah, this is, this is really nice. They're, they're, they're both really good figures. I would, if if I was getting one, I would get the Gung Ho. Yeah, that, that first Gung Ho is, for me, it's the worst figure in the classified line. Hmm. So they needed to do something else with Gung Ho, whether it's, it's you know, the, the straight up 1983 action figure take or maybe the more green comic book version, but something had to be done with Gung Ho that was not, not that. Yeah. And Destro's not that different, but the Destro's one of the best figures. Right. So eh, they changed it a bit. I'm not sure, other than the Javelin, what's different about Jay. They, um, they sunboat up Destro a little bit. Uh, Lady Jay, the Javelin's a little different. She's got her camera from the 1985 version, as opposed to the updated um, GoPro-type gear that she's got on the current one. Do uh, we know if it's a new head? It doesn't look like it. Nobody's ever said one way or the other, but it, it looks the same as the other Lady J in pictures. Uh, Baroness I mean, has a new face, and there's other other details that are different on this Baroness figure. So if I was I was going to go for a second one, it would be Baroness. Well, and Baroness is, is a great pick because this is one that was hard to find, came with a bike no one really liked, and so to make it slightly different and put it out single-carded, yeah, that's exactly that's how you're supposed to do it. Right. And it's easy for me to say, because it used to be my own bane here, that, well, they should have put a new head on Lady J. Well, they probably should have, but if they're still running item count the same way, maybe they couldn't. Although, if they added new accessories back in my day, that would have meant new item, right? Would have have cost, from an item count perspective, the same as a head-to-toe brand-new skull. So now maybe there wasn't tooling budget for a new head, but I can't remember if anybody's, if the Joe community has really complained about a head in classified more than they did Lady J's. It was a pretty rough approximation of what we've become accustomed to her looking like. So there, there's a uh, rack time, Rob jumping in with uh, the hat has the jump wings again, yeah. also like the 85 figure. Oh, cool. That's cool. But, and that was the only real complaint about the J figure, I think, was, wow, Chris Kattan face. So Entirely too harsh. Eh, 
Would you say it's the worst face in the classified line? I might. Uh, you know, I, I can't say that I've sat them down front to back to, to, to make that. Look, I'm not going to call it one of the stronger entries, but I, I think this this idea that that every female character just has to be more glamorous than the last is... Right. It, I, don't, a, eh. I don't need her to be a supermodel. Right. Like um, I'm just, like, I, I tuned out all of that stuff after the, you know the wave one Scarlet came along. Mm-hmm. People either thought it was the best head for a figure ever or the worst one, and I just I just didn't care anymore. I didn't like the the tone of the hair, but that was obviously matching something for a video game. But the freckle work, as a guy with a lot of experience, there you go. Best I've ever seen. On it had, it had personality, which is yeah, why. Yeah. I like it, so the freckles. Freckles, hard to do. Hard to do yeah. freckles realistic and not have them look like measles. Yeah. And all over people's faces. Yeah. See, I'm I'm with Beta Ray Bob on that one. Lady J looked best in her sunbow design. Although I do like the hat. I, I like that she has got I, if they had done if they had done sunbow with the hat, mm-hmm. I'd have been all over. Anyways, yeah, I, I'm in on gung ho. I, I haven't worried about the other three just yet. Uh, whatever, if I get them, I get them. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. Um, Cornelius McGillicuddy asks, "How much did the Marines charge to use the the logo?" We don't know. Don't know. It we wasn't. Not, a, we were not at that table. Wasn't a thing when I was at Hasbro. We did the uh, the four inch gung ho, which was a big hit. You know, fond of that figure. Brand new sculpt, head to toe. We didn't get to do a whole lot of those. But they printed it too high. It's up the top. It's damn near on his Adam's apple. It is a Cody Rhodes neck tattoo. Oh, and when I got, it was the best. It was the gem of that line. And when we got the first sample back, I'm like, yo, ring the bell. Tattoo's too high. And as almost always happened, they went, yep, too late. And I'm like, I've had the figure for two minutes. What's the point of sending us figures to proof if we can't fix what they did wrong? Right. Ugh, hated that. If it makes you feel any better, that figure's still incredible, even with the kind of high placement. So. Yeah, it's 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 stunning, and makes makes me sad that we didn't have more tooling or item count to do more like that. Because head to toe, brand new sculpt. I mean, I mean. That's awesome. And we got that might have been the only one we did. Because you can either do one brand new head to head to toe, brand new sculpt, or you can do like five new heads and twelve new accessories. Like where where are you gonna bite that bullet? But that that gung ho was a was a proud moment. Other than the stupid tattoo being too high. Not the stupid tattoo, the cool tattoo being stupidly high on his chest. But right. I don't wanna I, I don't want. I almost got away with uh, it being said. Yeah, Mark called the EGA stupid. It's yeah. <laughs> not what I said. That's not what you need. Is a is a, a nation full of Marines coming. Right. Uh, one of my one of my very best friends is a Marine, so I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. I mean, you don't want that under necessarily under happy circumstances because you got to try to beat them. Yeah, that's but, important too. You know, under bad circumstances, definitely not. So Joe Colton's not buying anything. Mark Weber, how many of these are you in for? I'm in. I, I got all four. All four. Okay. 
I think anytime I can actually get a pre-order in, I should support <laughs> any company that manages to run a successful pre-order. Oh boy. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we, we saw these guys back when, when Hasbro did uh, their, their fan first Friday for GI Joe. This was just the official confirmation uh, with all the fun marketing picks and all that stuff. So we figured it was a good opportunity to, to bring those to you. Uh, the the news item with the most meat on the bones coming up, though. Doot, 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 doot. All right. Super 7 Ultimate Wave 3. Announced kind of out of the blue. They just decided, they, they let us know on Monday, hey, watch this space tomorrow. And then Tuesday, boom, there. So, excellent. Yeah. Uh. This this is great stuff front to back, and and we'll we'll you see the four figures there. That's the Cobra Trooper, uh, in his Sunbow inspired garb. That's Scarlet, Storm Shadow, and Doc, who's an interesting choice. I will start with that Cobra Trooper. He has two interchangeable heads. That is one light skinned and one dark skinned. Fourteen interchangeable hands. That is three sets of each. Plus a, a, an extra hand to hold the whip weapon, which we'll talk about later, uh, for, again, each of those skin tones. It's got the classic Dragonov sniper rifle from the 82 action figure. It's also got the Sunbow Cobra laser rifle, that generic thing that makes the cool noise. Uh, got a Cobra laser pistol, a walkie-talkie. It's got the electric whip that they use to subdue quick kick in lasers in the night. And it's got the briefcase bomb from Cobra Quake that Bazooka had to try and disarm. That's who I'd pick. Right. <laughs> That's the guy. That's the one. In the episode where they, like, there were episodes of the old show where, where they wrote bazookas kind of dumb, and there were other ones where they wrote him as not being dumb. But in the one where they wrote him as the dumbest, they made him the explosives guy. And that, ooh. Anyways. So, yeah, Cobra Cobra Trooper is is pretty badass. This is, this is, this is a better treatment than I would have expected the generic Cobra Trooper to get. Joe Colton, what's your thought? What's your thinking? I like them. I just can't get them. Well, no. You've already elaborated on that. Yes. Um, I like the amount. I like that there's interchangeable heads. I like the hand. The options for hands. My God. I think we went a little overboard, but whatever. It's fine. Um um the weapons are nice i like him i would get him i suggest you army build them because i'm pretty sure they're gonna go up in price uh beta ray bob with a good question here if he comes with a dark skin head what do they do about the neck the neck is all there's also the neck is part of the interchangeable head so yes the neck can be replaced as well that would really look weird you're right mark weber He's great. Um, I like that. One of the things I really like is that they are very faithful to Sunbow, but they also know to give you the Dragon of Sniper Rifle, right? Mm -hmm. There are some people who wouldn't buy it without it. So, you know, it doesn't if they were going to put another weapon in, why not make it the iconic weapon uh, of the of the you know the eighty two Cobra Trooper? So, uh, I know a couple of the guys working on this line that I, I work with them on McFarland, and they're fantastic. And I love what they're doing. Um, some of it is above, I won't say the pay grade, but this is one that, you know, they are kind of spendy, but they give you a lot 
but at some point you got to draw the line so this is not one that i'm picking up um if it was i think i kept a bat so if it was something where being seven inches would make it they would still fit in with my six inch joes i might be in so for really tall figures roadblock maybe gung-ho uh road pig guys who are supposed to be towering who hasbro might not get to or might not get to for a while i'll consider those but the the ones that are just supposed to be, you know, the same as size as everyone else at, at 50 bucks each. I just, it was a place that you got to draw the line somewhere. So right. that's, that's where my line got drawn. I do get some of their five uh, POA Joes. If I think I can hide them in a turret or like I got the blue Baroness, right? Cause it was such a good representation of that version of the Baroness that, all right, I'll excuse the, the five points of articulation. I understand that's their business model for that line. So I get why they're doing it, but it, it makes me be a little bit picky. So no, I'm not, I am not ripping on this line or the, or the uh, reaction guys at all. I get what they're doing. And I love two of the guys who are working on this line. So kudos to them. But at the same token, it's, it's one that I decided, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go there. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with the the Super Seven Ultimate. I love this line; it's fantastic. I'm glad it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got the money to spend on a high end line like this, more power to you. I don't, yeah. Pat. You know, like I I know a favorite or two is probably going to come along at some point, and I will like I'm not I'm not going to get shut out on this line. Yeah, but there's nobody there that that I've just you know broken that rule for just yet. Yeah. No beachhead yet. No beachhead. No, uh, it, look, Sunbow Flash rolls down the pike. Oh. I'm all over Sunbow Flash. What was the, uh, in the early mid 2000s, the 12-inch line that was so detailed and phenomenal? Uh, Sideshow. Sideshow. When Sideshow came along, I was like, oh my God, I can't swim in that pool. Wish I could have. They were fantastic. I but- I, I got, uh, I do have the, the Sideshow beachhead, but I got him used. Yeah. And if they had if they had made one of my guys, I think I would have been in. But I knew I, I I just wouldn't be able to afford collecting that line. And luckily, my guys, Ace, Thunder, uh, Interrogator, Steeler, they're not Wave One material, so I managed to to avoid that. I think in the end, I think I got a Baroness cheap. I don't remember how. And then I got gifted a Destro. So I have those oh, two. Nice. And I'm like, that's a good pair to have, right? Yeah. Couple, I guess, to have. Um, I uh, I got William a Duke for his birthday. And then uh, I got my ex several of those. Like I got him a Viper, Trooper. I think I got him Cobra Commander. Yeah, I got a bunch. A Flint. Can imagine that guy going. So whatever happened with you two? Like, ah, she got me too many sideshow Joes. And things like that. <laughs> I have the Baroness, though. Uh, I wanted a Scarlet, but then they made the statue and our HVAC went out. So I had to cancel my order. Mm. HVAC kind of trumps everything. Yeah, Wes is like, um, babe, yeah. <laughs> we need AC. Your mom's going to die. Yeah. That's framing it framing it well there your mom's gonna die yeah okay 
on one hand, mom, dad, but the other Scarlet statue. Yeah, so okay. close, man. So close. Yeah. Mom understood. I think she would have been okay. Right. Look, mom bakes cookies, so Scarlet statue's got to go find someplace else. To which, yeah. appar- which apparently is not a genetically passed on skill. No. Just saying. No. No. Uh, Joe, Joe's a good cook, I'm told, but a scourge of the cookie world. Oh, only uh, only Joe's smoke detector knows for sure. On some level, she's the cookie monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wes has decided that when we have kids, he is the one baking the cookies. <laughs> That's for the best. Yeah. That's for the best. He's actually told people, like, outside of our friends group this. You could, Priorities! You, you could have the only kids at school who are, like, straight up, no, I don't like cookies. Cookies, <laughs> cookies are terrible. <laughs> You want a you want a cookie, Sally? No, 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 no. no. Just run screaming from the room wordlessly. <laughs> some, other kid be, some other kid will be like, "I'll trade you a cookie for your celery stick." <laughs> Not taking that money. She just snarls at him. Not again, you. Stuff is duck. <laughs> and Doc is chock full of accessories as well. He's got three interchangeable heads. Well, that's good. Yeah, one smiling, one yelling, and one neutral. Can we call the yelling head the Joe Colton head? <laughs> Anyways, eight interchangeable hands. He's got a removable helmet, as you can yeah. see in the promo picture. Uh, he's got the Sunbow G.I. Joe snow job laser rifle. He's got the flare launcher, which you see there in his hands. He's got the flare gun, which is you see on his belt. Um, got a walkie-talkie. He's got his comic book, which he was reading in Countdown for Zartan. He's got a medical kit, and he's got a uh, a side satchel. And bell bottoms. And, oh, no. Maybe. No, just the, the no, no, not, uh, not bell bottoms. Anyways, Doc, interesting choice for wave three. Yeah. Mark I'm glad Weber. they made him. Yeah, you go first, Mark Mark Weber. What's up with, what, how do you feel about Doc? I mean, I love, I just love when I first saw the image. I'm like, it's so cool to see a, uh, a pretty mainstream character that hasn't been done by anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we never get Doc. So I thought that was cool. And I was absolutely blown away. And hopefully this isn't just Photoshop trickery. The glasses are ridiculous. Yeah. Because they're that heavy green that you expect from Doc, but they're still translucent. You can see the eyes behind them, right? So it's not like a, a visor material, right? They're actually mm-hmm. glasses, which is great. So... I thought this was it. I, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not collecting this line, but I thought about Doc for a little bit because, man, he looks great. If he was six inches tall and fit in with all my other classified guys, I think I'd absolutely be in. But I can't have Doc towering above Gung Ho, right? That's just look, not... so. So Doc can dunk. No big deal. Yeah, I, I suppose. But Cornelius, uh, uh, look how he answered, asked the big question. Doc is a pacifist. Why would he have a laser rifle? Because he had one on the cartoon in a number of spots. Mm. It's not right, but for whatever reason, the animators uh, would put him with a laser rifle in a lot of background shots. He'd be in the firefight with everybody else. So. Maybe he could protect people by threatening with the rifle, but not actually use. I, it. I don't. I, I mean, I think every one of these, every one of the Joes, should come with one of those rifles. So mm. I'm, I'm okay with him being there, even if I would never, never use it to display myself. He, he would use with, it to protect the wounded. He comes with everything he should, 
Yeah. So if he comes with something extra, fine. Right. Well, what's the harm? Give it to somebody else. Well, he's, nobody ever doesn't come with that. You see, Joe Colton, he's got that red cross on his uniform. So if he starts firing a weapon at somebody else, it's against the Geneva Convention. Mm. Doc is a war criminal if he if he shoots at somebody. Not if <laughs> right. they shoot first. Right. Ah. And and unfortunately, he can't go back to his job at TGI Fridays because he's only got two pieces of flair. <laughs> I think he's cool. He's I like nice. the I like the glasses a lot. It's interesting that he comes with eight interchangeable hands instead of 14. Well, I think that's the 14 are, are largely because they're duplicating the two different uh, skin, skin tones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, whereas, whereas yeah. Doc, they're just sticking with one. Right. Yeah, right. Good idea. Although, actually, no, two, one, one of the hands for Doc is actually medical gloves. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, well, that's yeah. cool. I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah he's kind of got to, it almost, almost, I call them his Mickey Mouse hands because that's kind of what it. Right, you know, it's it's for when the young bucks cut themselves badly in the rain. <laughs> I'm just kidding; they don't they don't cut themselves. Uh, well, yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's fine. Uh, anyhow, uh, Joe Colton, you're you're not in on Doc because you're not you're not fun anymore. I'm not fun anymore. I, I would get I would consider getting this one. <laughs> I like Doc was one of one of my favorites when I was a kid and and, and uh but I I again I I he's just not quite high enough on that list. Like if I had to pick anybody so far, it'd be Doc. Mm -hmm. I agree. Next up is Storm Shadow. Why are you doing this to me? He's good. <laughs> He's what got, the hell is wrong with you? He's got two heads, one one neutral, which I get. How else are you when you have a, a ninja mask on? Uh, one's got a diving mask over the ninja mask. Um, he's got ten interchangeable for, for hands. COVID, Joe, for COVID. Ten interchangeable hands. He's got an interchangeable forearm. Yeah. Which has the, the unwrapped and shows the Arashikaji tattoo. Ah. He's got a katana. He's got a wakazashi. He's got a tanto. Got three shuriken, a bow with three arrows, a set of nunchaku, a sniper rifle of indeterminate origin, and best of all, he's got Excalibur. <laughs> I mean, that glows in the dark. It's so he can bring that brute Footloose down, as you saw in the cartoon, because nothing can stop Footloose except huge pillars of stone. But, uh, So, anyways, uh, Storm Shadow, Joe Colton, how how upset are you that you're not buying anything? Uh, he looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not a Storm Shadow guy, and I I had him in the cart, and I ultimately had to talk talk my way out of it. I'm like, glad I didn't see it because I would have I would have done the uh, impulse buy, but and then oh. like ah, maybe. I mean, interchangeable forearm. That's yeah. phenomenal. That's and it's so not it, it's not just unwrapped, right? It's like silent mission, right? Or the silent issue, where it's coming loose, right? right. And you can see little whispers of the tattoo. Like, yeah, this this is all win. It looks great. Yeah. Comes with Tonto, but not the Lone Ranger. That's fine. He looks great. He does. He seriously does. He, he does. Uh, 
absolutely worth your $55 on a, a high-end collection right here. What What is the sniper rifle from a specific episode? Because it has a, a unique look, and it's pure blue. So. Right. I, I think so, but I, I didn't remember what it was offhand, and I, I was... Uh, Maybe the peanut gallery knows. Yeah, I was short on prep time this week, so I didn't have time to go looking for it. If, if I didn't know what the episode was off the top of my head, I didn't include the details. I had lots of time, but I'm lazy. <laughs> Just being honest. There we go. Barking Fridge. Within seconds, Sniper Rifle oh. issue 24. Slick. What? Barking Fridge. Barking Fridge is on it. From when he rescued Cobra Commander, according to Viper Scout. Ah, there we go. There you go. All right. That you know now that now that they say that I remember it, but I wouldn't. I could have sat here all day, right? Not not pulled that out. But I like what they're doing. What they're doing with it because it is sunbow focused, right? But they're grabbing. They grab the dragon of from the actual eighty-two Real American Hero launch. They're grabbing that sniper rifle from the comic, right? Like this is re this is, for people who didn't own GI Joe, right? They're licensing it. They obviously, if they didn't have somebody who knew, they are doing fantastic research. Absolutely. Yeah, they're really doing their best to to find what, what encapsulates these characters in pop culture and getting as much of it in that package as they can. It's really it's really great work. Yep. Very, very uh, proud of the work they're doing. Uh, Michael Mercy says, I bet Footloose could snap a caliber with his bare hands. I think that's assumed. Yeah. That's why uh, they got to give it to the ninja because he's the only one fast enough to keep it away from him. The only guy who could take down Excalibur wielding Storm Shadow in his prime, Tiger Force Tollbooth. <laughs> he's got the helmet. And and <laughs> or maybe recoil because he's got the Devo helmet. So he's not men. He's Devo. That's it. We're really, we're really more of a Talking Heads podcast, anyway. Recoil should. If anybody ever did Road to Nowhere like us, I don't know who does. I don't know who it is. Recoil should probably get that electric whip, right? <laughs> yes, I'm not even going to say it. That joke writes itself. Right. <laughs> no, they they used it to uh, to to subdue Quick Kick, and then later Quick Kick used it to, I think, knock Destro's fang out of the air. I, I don't know. That, that episode annoyed me so much. Look, if I saw Quick Kick filming a commercial in the Arctic barefoot with no shirt, I'd want every weapon possible. Obviously, that guy can handle himself. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he is a uh, B A M F. That's for yep. certain. Remember, as we avoid the swear jar. Yeah, we've got the swear jar. It's all linked to our our coffee account down below. Uh, join the Magnificent Seven and uh, be a, a monthly contributor. We'll get your name on the end of the episode. Links below. But um, next up and, and last for wave three is Scarlet. Right-handed. Right-handed, yes. Uh, she's got As God intended. three interchangeable heads, one neutral, one yelling, and one with a, the communicator earpiece that she's always in the Sky Striker with. She's got the large crossbow, which is pictured. She's got a small one-hand crossbow. Uh, three thermal arrows, which we saw in the, the first miniseries. Got the grapple arrow with the rope, and that's from Cobra Stops the World. Got the jammer arrow, which is from oh, that one with the ghosts. 
Um, got the incendiary arrow, which I don't remember at all. Got the walkie-talkie. And then, curiously, an M16, which we saw a lot of in the first miniseries. But uh, no no, no snow job rifle for her, but she's got an M16 to fire real bullets at Cobra. Joe Colton, you're our senior Scarlet correspondent. What do you think? I like her. I like her a lot. Like, between her and Storm Shadow, I'd be, like, oof, impulse buy. Uh, I love her boots. I love that they have the pockets on the inside and the outside. Um, I like the the color, like the mustard color that they're using. Uh, and I like that her hair doesn't have this white streak in it. <laughs> She's an actual redhead. Well, no, that, that color is not an actual redhead. No, I know. Well, you know what? <laughs> As your senior redhead correspondent, let me break it down for you. I don't care if it's strawberry blonde. I don't care if it's straight out of a bottle. If your hair is even a little bit red, you're on the team. There ain't a lot of us. So what's the most popular? They're a hair? dying breed. <laughs> what, what's the most popular hair dye out there worldwide? You got it. Red. Red, so they call it honcho red. That's it, right? Yeah. There's that. There's that. It's actual scripture. It says, "For many are called, but few are chosen." That's what I'm talking. Two percent uh, of the world has red hair. Two percent of redheads have blue eyes. So you're welcome. Uh, Barking fridge adds, "Joe needs to do an entire photo shoot shooting the crossbow left-handed, Oof. or with two crossbows." Oh yeah. I have two crossbows. I can probably do it. Who was I uh, see this is bad that I don't remember, but who was the uh the Asian director of that always had the guys with the two guns? Oh, I'm blank on it. What now? What? Uh there was a there was a John Woo. John Woo. Okay. Uh, His guys were always so yeah, get some John Woo crossbow action going. I don't know how that would work. Like what a... <laughs> You'd have to shoot at two different people, probably. Or you can go, I guess, yeah, you do a gangster style, turn side. Oh, my gangster. God. I can't. Like this. Pow, pow. Mark Weber, your, th your thoughts on Scarlet? She's great. I mean, she's so authentic. Uh, it's what they originally did. The one bit I might like to have seen, because they did it with Storm Shadow, is to have uh, hands that could throw or hold the shuriken off her... Uh, Oh yeah, her gauntlets, but she didn't use those a whole lot, right? No. Nobody, nobody ever thought of her as throwing star girl, right? No, but, I, th I think she used them a couple times in the comic, but I don't think she ever did in the animation. Yeah, I, I, maybe if they'd have just done one extra hand that could have could have handled that. But I mean, she's slick. The one thing I really, I don't want to say it ages poorly, but the only part of the original Scarlet design I really don't like. And it was something that, that we pushed when I was on the Joe team was we got rid of the leotard completely and said, unless it's, unless it's pure, a pure retro play, give her pants, right? It can stay the same, same above, right above the belt, but it just, it looks like, a, it looks like a leotard or a bathing suit. And I always, the, the part of the Joe comics when she was in charge that was my favorite look for Scarlet, right? Mm -hmm. And she and she had like heavy combat pants uh, that were gray, and it worked it worked perfectly. And she still had 
the tannish yellow top and it all worked but uh when i was helping with the comics uh, on joe at hasbro we we said we're getting rid of that entirely no more of that unless it's a straight cover playing off the 82 figure so i like how that, the sideshow collectible statue did it like they had like elements of like the armor was mm-hmm. like that mustard yellow and so it it replaced the the leotard yeah yeah, yeah. and the and and the basic idea if that's her kevlar basically right mm-hmm. that's where she wants to be shot yeah so why not make it bright yellow yeah, right? yeah. aim here may as well paint a target right. <laughs> on the belly button and be like right here so um i think they did that in the punisher comic once too when they were like so you you paint a big white skull on your chest and he was like that's where my best armor is so yeah that's where i want the eye to go mm-hmm. cool i get it so firefly doing the deep dive uh, is it the first really good figure of scarlet you've said in the past she hasn't got a truly good one up to this point it it's favorite in the clubhouse obviously don't have it in hand so i'm not going to pass final judgment but favorite uh you know concept yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to think that it may be, um, even if it's not the best design of Scarlet, as as Marcus said, he prefers uh, more modern design with, with Scarlet's uniform. Mm-hmm. But if you're going for this look, it could could well be. Yeah, yeah. And, to, and just to be clear, I understand exactly why they're doing it this way. Absolutely. But I prefer a more modernized version. But yeah. this is great. This is a great figure. I, I think Classified has done Scarlet well. I think both the, the Classified mm-hmm. Scarlet and the movie Scarlet. There was things yeah. wrong with that Scarlet. There, there the, were. There were. But the, it, just the knife. Good. The like, knife and the two-tone hair. They're just bad. And the blue highlights of, like, this weird lighting thing. Like, get the and, blue uh, and Renegade Scarlet was, was fun. Yeah. That was a good design, too. Um, with elements of the original, but again a more contemporary look and one of the worst faces ever though come on now i don't know which version i I don't remember the version number but the one where her neck she's like this that was the worst i thought i was like why is she a hunchback she's walking like an egyptian she's like it's all it was awful i Fucking hated that figure. I already swore before our opening. Yeah, I called him an ass. Oh, but it got it got cut off. It was perfect. That doesn't count as a swear. You can say ass all day long. It's not a swear. Well, she had a good head sculpt, but the rest, like the neck thing, is just I couldn't handle that figure. I wanted to heat it up and like strain her neck. (laughs) Anyway. Diana Davis points out that that Scarlet doesn't date Snake Eyes. We we don't we don't read comments that don't get to get to the screen. That does not. <laughs> but 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 in her in her defense, that Scarlet also looks pretty frustrated. Yeah, so, see? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So know, that's she, uh, that's the know, end. She comes with three heads: <laughs> frustrated, frustrated, and frustrated. That's <laughs> uh, Ritz Murphy asked, "Do we like the retro Scarlet from from Walmart?" It was okay. I'm not going to say it was great. It was the construction on it was kind of janky, and that took away from from um, from the better part. Good head sculpt on that one, but it was. Eh. Which one's that? 
Oh, oh, the forest. That, that Rob got the empty box. That's right. Yeah. That was a good so, one. Uh, that brings us up to, uh, we'll, we'll chat with the crowd a little bit. If you have questions really about anything G.I. Joe related, we got some time to, to take those from you. Uh, so start getting those into, into, see, Barking Fridge is with me there. Ass was de-swearified with NYPD Blue, kind of. All right. If, if we all had right. Dennis Franz's ass on TV, oh. ass is not, it's not going to be a swear anymore. Series killer. That was like season four. That thing ran forever. Nope. Yeah. I just remember going, walking in the room. Ah, oh, Sipowitz, come on! Ah, oh. oh. Hans Chow. Snake Eyes is a terrible boyfriend. Yes or no? Joe Colton, you've had boyfriends. You're the one most uniquely qualified to answer this question. As our senior boyfriend correspondent. <laughs> I am. Uh... You, you are. Depends on the day. <laughs> I mean, it's not much for conversation. It's really quiet. But if you needed somebody to carry your trapped body out of a burning helicopter. I'd choose him. If I wanted guy, a right? dinner date, definitely a Duke. Good conversation. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I don't know. Alcorn says, guys have been killing it the last couple of <laughs> the last 11 years. What do you want from us, man? Killing it. Thank you. We appreciate that. I don't know. I might rather have dinner with a silent snake eyes than a talking duke. I'm just saying. I, I mean, if mm. snake eyes, you have to watch him eat. So that's another more points off. Ooh, that's a good point. I mean, hmm. I mean th there's more to this horrible boyfriend debate than we thought, isn't there? Indeed. I bet Snake Eyes slurps his drinks. <laughs> that get old. He doesn't have a choice. He doesn't have cheeks. That get old. Matt O'Brien says, uh, please check out the photo of Gung Ho holding the gun with both hands. Is it just me or do his biceps look weird? Let me. Oh, his biceps look weird. He's got a horizontal cut across his belly. The vest covers that. Sort of. Bring that no, up here. No. And watch how often they no, do No, it's because they turned his bicep sideways, so it's got the, that hook. Watch how often both Hasbro and Super 7 do this. They are very clearly use the posing of their photography to cover up that jacked up, brutal chest gut all the time. Yeah. They hear you, Mark. They, yeah. They're tired of you, man. They're, they're like, oh my God, if he would just stop with this and, chest and cut. Guess what? Spoiler alert. Never gonna stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh. Uh Something to be said for consistency. Uh, and but Joe's dead on right about the misarticulation of the arm here Yeah. for the photo. That's why uh. of global brand development are down there to uh, oversee the photo shoots. Yeah, they so they don't... The, the worst, the worst, when I was on Transformers, right? And no offense to the photographers, because they made brilliant work. But transforming robots ain't part of their job. So <laughs> if you want the official photography to look good in both modes, get your ass on down there. See, right. I used it, too. Uh, Britt Anderson asks, what figure would you most like to see in the Ultimates line? Mark Weber. Interrogator, right? <laughs> My guy. But 
given my own how I collect, uh, the only stuff I'm probably going to get is stuff that won't that Hasbro likely won't do soon. That is big enough to be in the seven inch scale versus my six inch classified mm -hmm. guys. So we're talking Road Pig. Uh, we got plenty of roadblocks, right? We already got yeah. Gunho, and, and Road Pig might be the guy, right? Just to be absolutely massive. Big like, Boa would, would be would cool. Look, yeah, Big Boa would look cool. Like that's 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 the kind of stuff we need, or I need, not we. I need for my own collection. Got to be huge. So maybe Robo Joe would work. Mm. Like, yeah, see, Joe Colton, what figure would you like to see most in your Ultimates line? I'm going to go with Mark on this. Like, he's got to be big, right? And it's got to be something that isn't going to be made. So, yeah, like, I, I would go with, like, a big boa. I don't know. I'm torn if they would do a low light. Because if they wouldn't do a low light, then I'd do low light. He's a he's a tall guy. He's not that I tall. Never read, I never read him as tall. He's not, not no taller than anybody else. Yeah. I always pictured him tall. He could be. Sunbow I thought Flash. you'd go. I thought Sunbow you'd go for Flash. that. Oh, sorry, I stepped all over it, Mike. What'd you say? Sunbow Flash. Oh yeah, absolutely. I need to reenact Operation Mind Menace, and that gets me half the way there. What if they did a Crimson Guard karate crossover for Joe called a Fred Ninja? They all look alike. You couldn't ever have enough because they've been altered by plastic surgery. The Fred Ninjas are, that's just money waiting to be made. Cornelius McGillicuddy asks, if Hasbro has retired the hooded Cobra Commander, why don't they say so if only to get a people to stop asking about it? And this is a, a common misconception. Hasbro's never said that they've retired it. It's just that uh, when Super 7 was asked if they could do one, they were told no. So that that's the only information that's ever been put out about Cobra Commander and the hood. Take, take, I mean, anything more than that is speculative. No, no two ways about it. There, nothing else has been said about Hooded Cobra Commander. Nothing. Chris Farney has a good selection here that's close to my heart. Hang on, I'm not that far down yet. Rob says, I bet Duke just talks about work. And how great he is. Yeah. Pretty boy. I get annoying. Frat boy. You know he was a frat boy. I don't know. You don't think? He probably was. Yeah. Flint was. He's got Alpha Sigma Sigma written all over it. Oh, you should see what I did there. <laughs> it's like a code. Oh. See? That's right. It doesn't have to be there. Rush Stroke asks, will we get a water moccasin? Uh, I wouldn't count on it anytime soon. That's another guy that might work at the seven inch scale, though. Copperhead was always oh, Copperhead would be fantastic. Piece, but... right? Yeah. I don't see a water moxin happening. I mean, that's the upper level, right? A moxin's smaller than a hiss overall, don't you think? Yeah, mm -hmm. six doesn't similar. But at least that's not a that's not a lunatic request, right? It is not. Is but, that the flag? I had a conversation at a GalaxyCon with somebody, and they were like, "Oh, it would be great if they, they would do like Haslab's going to do a, a a flag." And I was like, "Are you insane?" Like, no, no, it it could work because. Cause like, we we got we got the other thing, and I was like, this is not this is not going to happen. Stop. They barely got a four inch. I don't think they're going to do super. I don't think Super Seven's going to do any non Sunbow characters. Oh okay. I'll say you know Quinn was big on the cartoon. 
Oh yeah, yeah Quinn would be cool. They did him in in the uh, in the reaction. Yeah. Yeah, reaction. I I don't think they would do a flag. Like he was adamant though. I was like, he, he's a fool. They barely got a sky striker. Right. Like, he's like, no. I, they, you know what? The, you know why it didn't? It wouldn't work is because they have to. They can't do like four releases in a in a month or two. And I was like, that's not why it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> See this this doesn't work. Andrew uh, Galgan down at the bottom suggests October Guard for right, Super we'll Seven. But we'll get there. We'll oh, get sorry. There. Big bear. You can't put up comments that people can't see. It's bad. Ah, fair enough. That's been it's been our policy since the beginning. You it's you work with small. I gotta speed. I gotta. I know I gotta speed up, but I, I'm going through them all. I'm a policy breaker. If I stop to talk about the question, then the, the new questions don't come up right away. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, do you think Hasbro will ever add new characters? I love the old figures, but I'd love to see something new. Um, I, I no. don't. Yeah, no, not anytime. No. They they already added their last few new characters. There's nothing, there's nothing to introduce new characters right now. There's a comic I only know that not too many people read. Yeah, and I uh, only know one guy who ever fought for new characters. And uh, yeah, right. And they fired him. Well, they eliminated. Let's be very clear. <laughs> they eliminated his position. And uh, but but they there's a comic book that not too many people read that is stuffed full of characters as it is. So um, if that book were to become a better bigger deal or there was say some animation out there as a medium to introduce new characters i think we would see new characters but just cold on the pegs yeah. um it's the flying all over again i'll keep hoping for october garden classified i hope so yeah that that i would oh i would pop for that hey if super seven did dragonski because he's a big guy all over that, I love yeah. he's he's on my short list. Like I don't mention him enough, but dude, he's cool. Big purple flamethrower from Russia. Yes. Yeah. Codename Barney, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Cornelius McGillicuddy, do you think Hasbro should bring back Adventure Team and use it to the kids? I'm gonna guess market that to kids. I don't think it would hurt anything. I I, I think you could take uh, Sigma Six was starting to head that way, where they were incorporating classic characters into Adventure Team type situations, mm -hmm. um, and I thought those were pretty cool. But it was it was at the end of Sigma Six, and everything was kind of dying off, so it didn't get the chance. Uh, but I'd be I'd be open to that. I'd, I'd certainly buy it. I, I'm I'm all into to having more ephemera to to put in my on my GI Joe shelves. But to be clear, they haven't marketed Joe to kids specifically since Renegades, since Renegades, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's good on one level for collectors because they're like, hey, they're selling to us. They definitely are. Call Sakamoto going to have tons of new characters. That's true. Um, but that's not growth for the brand at all. That's that's not the sign of a brand they believe in long term. Not on a not on a not on a huge scale. Uh, comic just dumped a load of new characters on us. We're yeah, and and as far as the toys go, there's no ripple there. So yeah. we still haven't seen still haven't seen a, a toy version of Don Moreno, and she was a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. And they oh. and they probably knew that IDW's contract was going to run out, and you got to plan figures basically two years in advance. So. They probably knew not to jump in with any IDW characters, excuse me, um, 
given that this divorce was coming. Right. Uh, Joe Self asks, when might we, we might huh, when might we get the definitive 1985 character breakdown? Soon. I, I you know, whenever it, it's we have a lot coming over the next month. So depending on when when the folks that we are going to have on the show come on the show, those uh, definitive lists are there to kind of fill in the gaps. So we, we yeah, as as their schedules firm up, our schedule will firm up and and then we'll figure that out as we go. So unfortunately, I, I can't tell you specifically, but soon. Uh, Hans Chow, the new guy, he's asking, uh, where does Shadow Tracker come from? Uh, from Pursuit of Cobra, he was brand new and way out of left field. I mean, he was he was back when I before I right before I joined Hasbro, right? That was I think so eleven twelve ish. That whole Pursuit of Cobra line, as far as I know, uh, was John Warden's baby. He deserves all the credit in the world for that. And he told me that he was Joe was kind of flying under the radar after the first movie. So the first movie didn't do quite what they wanted. Um, but they weren't good. They didn't axe the item count to nothing. And they were always planning, uh, assuming, uh, I don't say assuming, but uh, believing the movie would do well. And they wanted to have a robust toy line, uh, not movie robust, but still strong to get it as a bridge to the second movie. And so the second movie, I think, was greenlit pretty early. So right. even though number one didn't do great, they knew number two was coming. So they didn't axe the item count or the. Uh, tooling budget so pursuit of cobra had huge uh budget behind it from a toy line perspective so yeah. all sorts of original sculpts creative repaints lots of item count i remember yeah. fantastic that, work done in that line yeah and, well, and it was because it didn't have to run past paramount or anybody and it didn't have to match anything else that warden had the most creative freedom maybe ever in his Hasbro career on Pursuit of Cobra. So there's a reason why uh, that stuff's absolutely saying, right? Because the warden's a fantastic designer and he had budget and item count to work with. And, and I don't remember who was brand managing Joe at that time. And this isn't sour grapes or a slap, but the brand managers in over the last 20 years of Joe have very rarely been somebody who was dying to work on Joe, even during the, during the movies. It was just kind of a job, a place to be, where people would come in at or would move to with hopes of doing well and moving on. There wasn't a long history of anybody who was on the Joe brand for a long time from a uh, brand management or marketing perspective. But Warden was there for a long time uh, before he was Mr. Transformers for a long time, and now he's... he's onward and upward through uh, Power Rangers. But he was left alone with a lot of budget, with a lot of item count, and a very light marketing touch. So, and not, and I'm not speaking poorly of marketers, because that's what I did, but as a designer, they would rather have a light touch for marketing than, you know, the overbearing, this is what right. you have to do, this is what it has to look like, now make it cool. Without somebody telling them that they're on spec all the time, right? That's it. That's it. So I remember John talking about the, the freedom they had for a while. And that's, I think most people hold up Pursuit of Cobra as the best figure work done in the last 22 years 
on Joe. It was spectacular. And Shadow Tracker is exactly what they should be doing. Brand new, unique, and fantastic. And he didn't have anything behind him, right? Nothing pushing him in the comic. Right. Nothing, not not on screens anywhere. Just new and phenomenal. And so he's he's one of the marquee figures of the last 22 years in, in my book. Uh, Nightheart Productions asks, so you think Hasbro wants to get children into G.I. Joe, or is this simply a collector's market? Uh, wishing for the glory of the 80s. It is simply a collector's market right now. Yep. Um, they can say they want to get kids involved, but until we see some some product on television screens, that's wishful thinking. I mean, the closest they got was, was the video game, which yeah. they put some money behind, but it wasn't great. And video games are, they're not for, I don't care how I say it, they're not for kids. They're actually the bridge. Right. You want to keep kids in with some toys with digital activation and uh, entertainment, obviously. And then as they age out, think middle school, when you wouldn't be caught dead with a Snake Eyes figure in your locker, right? But you might have an Arashikage sticker. Or you'll play a game. You'll play an app. That's how you keep kids into toy when it's not cool to be into toy. And then when they get out of high school... Or in high school-ish is when they're hitting the movies. They'll watch movies, right? Or entertainment. And then and when they get to college and out of college, they've got a little money for the first time in their life. And now they're collectors. That's how you do it. And that's how uh, Transformers was structured when I was on it and it was rolling. Not just not because of me, but uh, Jerry Boyd, who was running Transformers, understood that stair step perfectly. And it's hard. You got It's a lot of plates to keep spinning. But if you do it right, you never force a fan out of your brand because you're always providing something age appropriate right. that they're happy to support. That's how you do it right. Uh, Crocodile Joel McMullen, uh, welcome back, asks, who at Hasbro makes the call on commissioning new animation, comics, etc.? cetera? Uh, not me. Uh <laughs> me neither. <laughs> that was all way, way, way above the head, my head. So the head of the brand has some say in it, but it's above his head, too. Um, comics and such goes through the publishing department, um, who are very careful not to oversaturate. Uh, and the guy who runs that, still runs it, Michael Kelly, is super smart and a great guy. So the publishing stuff has always been taken care of pretty well. But above that, I, I was never in the room when they were discussing the possibility for new animation or anything. Uh, Matt Rubin asked, do you think Hasbro would re release the newer characters they've already done in 118th in the 112th scale, like Stiletto and Tombstone? Mm. So you, you like those brand new characters, do you? <laughs> Matt Rubin knows the buttons to push. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, I I thought they were great. Uh, although Tombstone didn't turn out exactly how I'd hoped. Um, there really there wasn't much momentum behind either of those characters, really. Uh, and no offense uh, uh, to Bill Nedro for his fantastic stories uh, that Stiletto came out of, uh, but there was there was never a whole lot. If there was if there was push behind those, if they wanted to get behind them, they probably would have told IDW by now get these guys in the book, right? Because all that takes is a phone call or an email, right? We right. want these guys in, and not not in Larry's per se, but when they were running uh, the summer comic. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was a, uh, I don't want to say a finger snap, because it was more collaborative than that. But if Hasbro wants somebody being pushed in those books, 
that's well within the, the give and take of that partnership to say, hey, you know, Stalker is going to be a big part of G.I. Joe 4. So make sure he gets, you know, we lead into that with some, some good Stalker stories in the time. Well, just look at—I mean, look at Bomb Strike. Look at Don Moreno. These are characters that have pushed from the comic book for several years now, and nothing in one twelve. So, yeah, I mean, and it's—it takes they, more. They've done a from the female figure perspective. They've done a good job of, of keeping female figures in that line, and right. I just—I just don't think they've gotten to the level of Bomb Strike yet, which is. I, mean, I don't mean it's a slap to bomb strike, but there's more important and more popular female right. characters. Right, she's she's a favorite of current fans, but yeah, a casual fan that you're trying to include in all these don't know bomb strike. Yeah, exactly, and, and I think they're avoiding consciously avoiding Don Moreno because they don't want to muddy the waters or didn't want to before the Snake Eyes movie right. came out. Now they might want to muddy the waters, right? <laughs> Confuse people as much as possible. Maybe they'll forget the movie. Uh, Matt O'Brien asks, how come you guys feel like we won't be getting a mid-sized vehicle like a Vampire Stinger in Classified? Doesn't make sense to me with the massive success of the line. Uh, I, I think you're misreading our sentiment. I think it's not that we don't think it's going to happen. It's just that that's going to be the most that happens. Um, but also, at the same time, we're we're fans. Like We eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff. Um, and we don't talk to the folks who are more casual. And I think as I just remarked with the casual fans before, there's a lot more of them than we tend to think about. So you've got to make a, a product that appeals to everybody in the big group of classified fans. And I think a lot of those casual fans are going to have a tough time finding the, the space for a one twelfth scale vamp or a one twelfth scale hiss or, or, or something along those lines. So it's not that it won't happen. I just, I think our general consensus is we just think it's unlikely Mm -hmm. I mean, like, look, they, they roll out a one twelfth vamp. I'll clear out a bookshelf for it. Just, just, there will be books strewn across <laughs> the room. Just clear them out. I got it. But, um, but no, I, it's just, I'm just not getting my hopes up because it would require a greater level of success than we've seen so far. Look, we've seen one twelfth scale Star Wars vehicles mm -hmm. the market and fail. Yeah. So, G.I. Joe, I mean, I know it's not the same scale in terms of fandoms, but that's what you have to think of. Like, if you can't move that many units on a Star Wars vehicle, then your G.I. Joe Jeep, mm, I don't know, doesn't have a chance. I, I think it's it's the next, may, I don't know about next, but I think it's a Kickstarter eventually, and I think it's 100% the that. Right. Because of the reuse possibilities. They have Mark II, Stinger Jeep, absolutely. So uh, I think it's uh, it's down the road, but I but I agree we haven't Mike you're exactly right we haven't been uh, killing the idea we've been letting letting people know that we're all in agreement that that's the absolute ceiling you'll, yeah. ne you'll never get anything bigger than vamp or hiss yeah we we love it we'd be all for it yeah but our enthusiasm is tempered uh, just on 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 what we know about selling toys yeah. Um, Cornelius McGillicuddy again uh, what is you guys vision for a live action Joe product what's the premise of the show what characters would you use I don't have one I think G.I. Joe needs to be an animation I'm tired of these live action Joe products it, I mean if yeah. Netflix did it I have a little bit of faith 
I, again, I, I just, I want to see a nice episodic with an overarching story cartoon treatment that we've gotten out of She-Ra and He-Man twice and Voltron yeah. and these other, all these other franchises that don't really hold a candle to G.I. Joe in terms of lore and characters. That's what I want to see before I worry about cast on a live action project. I mean, I want to see them go after kids because right. that would show that they care about the brand, but the, but the one that's there and I fought for it while I was there, nothing, nothing came of it, is the Chuckles Last Laugh storyline works fantastic as a adult i don't want to say ma rated but maybe uh netflix bit not because it's adult but because it is chuckles centered and it's it's wise guy it's alias right, right. most of it takes place in hallways and warehouses mm-hmm. and you could do it with a reasonable budget until you get to the very end when spoiler right when it's the nuclear world. submarine layer right but but even even that's not terrible yeah yeah right like you could do it you could absolutely do it and it would hinge on chuckles right he'd have to be great like he's too old now right but guy pierce i mean perfect right you need a guy with that kind of of villainous edge almost to pull off Chuckles right in that story. Yeah, somebody who could play in the gray areas. Yeah, and and I, I should have to say spoiler about a comic 15 years old, right? But can you imagine the cliffhanger of when he's face-to-face with Jinx with the gun? Like, dude, come right. on. Yeah, I don't care. You wouldn't even have to call it G.I. Joe. And you might get more fans if you don't call it G.I. Joe or make it overt that this is G.I. Joe, The Last Laugh, right? It's such a good story, and it would translate to the screen so well. So, Colton, what's your dream live-action project? I don't know. It'd have to be maybe even an original story, because trying to rehash, like, origins and stuff, like, they're not doing it well. So it'd have to be an original story, and something that doesn't... You're not trying to encompass every single person on the team and kind of start off with, like, like four or five like individuals that you can use. And it doesn't have to be the main four, like use, use some of your, 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 uh, your majors, as we say, right. Your sergeants and then have like some of the main generals come in, but it's gotta be a, a it's, it's the story. The story is what drives it. So it doesn't matter who you cast and, and what it is, but it's gotta be a good story. I don't know yet. I haven't. I'll think about it. I think it's a cool idea that you can Easter egg the hell out of it, right? Like, like if you if you're doing the Chuckles one, to have them talk about Colonel Abernathy. Right? Yeah. And it's a throwaway line for people who don't know, but for Joe fans that know, they're like, it's like in uh in Civil War when the the Shield agent that's actually Hydra is listing off the targets for the three helicarriers, and he drops Stephen Strange's name in there, right? It's a throwaway. But for Marvel fans, you're like, oh, right? Yeah. So good when when people get it that slick, right? Yeah. You need to build your Iron Man first. So yeah. When it's not necessary, but it's there for the folks that know about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so overt that it throws off somebody who doesn't know. But if you do know, it's like there was an, an X-Men bit where Mystique is stealing files and one of them is Remy LeBeau. 
right? Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be any more than that quick flash that somebody got a screenshot of. Yeah. To make X-Men fans go crazy. That stuff's brilliant. I, it's also a point where I throw it out. Oh, yeah, but sucks. Yeah. Hans Chow uh, says again, oh, thank the Lord. Mark Weber is answering the questions I've had for ages. Bless your soul, sir. Thank you. He's here every week, man. Yeah. Tell your friends. Honestly, I'm not I'm not in fine form or anything. This is just kind of this is what we do. Know, B minus Weber. Yeah. But but I appreciate it. Happy <laughs> to help. That that'll be on my tombstone. He was happy to help. That's <laughs> um sorry, we probably got room time for one more. So uh, thanks yeah. everybody for their input. Um Here's a good one. Action figure expert asks, here's a question for you. Have you considered purchasing any 3D printed vehicles from some people mm-hmm. that have been doing 3D vehicles for classified? Um, yeah, I'm funny about it. I don't have the money to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nor do I have the money to get a 3D printer myself and buy the files. But I mean, yeah, if, if somebody's going to, but that's, that's a lot different than mass marketing a classified vehicle. Yeah. Way different. So. Somebody did a, uh, a chameleon for Zartan that looked great. And that strikes me as the kind of thing that you might be able to buy that wouldn't cripple the bank account, right? So. All right. And uh, yeah, we're coming up on an hour 45. So we're going to, we're just going to put a cap on crack. Lively bunch tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah, good, good questions. Good yeah. questions. Run. Um, Very interactive. So uh, Joe Colton, you've been gone. You were at a show. So, speaking of 3D stuff, so some of the guys at the finest, um, Tom Wyckoff, actually, he is doing some stuff for, okay, so first I'll show you this one. So it's like a carrying case. Can you guys see? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you open it. And there's guns. Look at all the weapons. Oh, it's like. So, like, he's been printing stuff, and then he let me fill a crate or two. Or five. (laughs) I was like, please don't tell Wes. And zero for her co-host. Or her husband. Right. Listen, every man for himself. So then, like, they're printing, they printed a bivouac. And That's then they, awesome. Isn't this cool? Yeah. Did, and then, did you make a double-handed one to break all your finger, figures? Fingers? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the print is really, really clean. You got to tune yeah. your uh, your printer. Like this one. That's nice. I don't know what that is. It's a hardballs gun. Yeah. Okay. All right. And there's... Here. Yeah, those are really nice. Yeah, it's a really good print. Some of them are a little rough that you just need to sand them down a little bit. But watching TV can sand down a couple guns. And then I got this crate as well. Yeah. I'm sorry, this way. It's blue. And then it's got, uh, like, the garrison emblem on it, which is cool. But, yeah, that's what I got in Joe-wise. And then... Those foot lockers by themselves are, are pretty awesome. Let alone yeah! The- like... They've got like little uh, threads and stuff yeah. that you can. Yeah, they're, they're pretty neat. Very, very slick. Yeah, and then like there's they're just stickers, but it's cool. I like them. Price is right. 
It is, but they're really good. Like, he's done a good job. So I'm hoping that he prints more of these things. So. What? Oh. Somebody stop me all the time. Everybody drink. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. It's fine. Um, so non-Joe related, I did, this is not going to mean anything to you guys, but so these, this and this are for my Judge Dredd costume. So this is a specific green and this gold finger, uh, it's called Sovereign Gold, impossible to find. Are so I've been waiting. Things? Yeah, it, 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 it's a giant tube, but like you use so little on the, on the costume, but it, it like. They don't make a lot of them, and when they do, like, they go really quickly. So I've been waiting for four months for it to get back in stock. So the moment it got back in stock, I was like, oh, I shouldn't buy anything. Fuck it. I'm going to get this. <laughs> have, so, you, have you used it before? The Not that one. Carl Urban, man. What is what is wrong with you? The I don't know. Have you used this Goldfinger stuff before so you know how good it yeah. is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really, like, really, really minor. And you just use a use a cloth and just spread it around. And then the, the green is for my, uh, like, elbows and knees. But it, it, too, is hard to find. So not as hard as the gold, but it was like, Jesus Christ. So Four months is a long time for a tube of gold paint. So once you're done with this, you and Wes could arrive at a show at the same day, both doing Carl Urban cosplay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And both of them kick ass. <laughs> right? Couldn't uh, I'm saying that. Couldn't William do uh, Bones? And then you got the the triple threat. I guess. Yeah, you could. I'm just here to help. Let's see, it's on the tombstone. Mark Weber, where'd you get in? Uh, it's it, it's small, but I got one of these from Australia, and it came terribly broken. So uh, there's a little uh, Black Widow oh. uh, eagle moss. Nice. That I'm, that I'm fond of right now. How's the sculpt on that? The sculpt is great. The face painting is always kind of shaky. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring it up super close to the screen, but but this far away, like yeah, it's Black Widow's killing it. The other one came with removable hands, which were not meant to be removable. Yeah. Right? Accidentally so. removable. And redhead. So, welcome to the family, Natasha. It's on the list. That's it. That's all I got. I, I got nothing this week. Next week, we'll have a, a bigger week. Oh, I got something coming. Yeah, next I got, week. I got next, a few things in the mail. But yeah, next good. week could be really good. Yeah. Joe Cole, who we shout out to? Uh, I'm going to shout out to um maggie she's not feeling well so i hope that she feels better soon she also has a cold and um not feeling well so i hope she feels better um she uh helped me when i had a panic attack uh snorkeling when we were on the cruise and she made sure i was okay she's just an all-around good girl um she does crazy things with me, so it's fine. Um, a shout out to William, who didn't die this week. It's great. <laughs> so there's that. Changing <laughs> uh, hands. Yes, yes. Uh, my husband, who is uh, who brought my phone and uh, 
made um, my dessert tonight, so, <laughs> and has been helping me all week, so I've been pretty busy, but I apparently, I had a, a fan tell me that I look young today, so I, it's like the best, <laughs> best, best compliment of the week, um, and then my parents, um, who I may or may not see for Greek Easter, so they, they've been really good, and uh, we've been video chatting. When, when is Greek Easter? Uh, I think it's a week or two after Catholic Easter. Okay. All right. All right. So. It's like the Canadians and their Thanksgiving. Yes. Mark Weber, who are we shouting out to? Well, I mean, let's shout out Racktime Rob for <laughs> succumbing yeah. to uh, whatever was powerful enough to yeah. put him on the injured list for three days. So uh, kudos to him. A shout out uh, to my buddy Brent, my partner in at Eternal Baseball. Uh, as our season rolls past 100 games, uh, you can catch him and I on the Eternal Baseball podcast Sunday nights at 9 on YouTube. Uh, and shout out to Call Sign Longbow, since I uh, unintentionally missed him last week. That's Whatever, good. unintentionally. Hey, was good. I made up a good story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't nobody arguing with that. Right. Uh, our first, my first shout out can be summed up best in pictures, not words. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. I I knew I forgot something when we were getting out of the news, and that, that was it. Can't, can't remember to play the sponsor spot. Come on. Shout out to Kokomo Toys. Thank you, Todd Nammer. Uh Give a shout out to I'll, I'll double up your, your shout out to Rack Time Rob. If if this dude is sick, it's something hairy. And frankly, we may we may all be dying soon. Because uh, again, Rack Time Rob has the constitution of, oh. of uh, a vending machine. To borrow a phrase, so if he's sick, it's bad. It's coming, right? I, I mean, say say nice things about me. Could be my last we're episode. We're gonna call it the Omega variant, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna send all the passwords to to Joe Colton just in case. Uh, <laughs> I like how I'm the one who gets them, not Mark. Like I'm the new guy. You're, you're <laughs> always you have tenure. You have tenure. tenure. All right. You've got four, four or five years on Ricky. To him, by all means, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I trust me. I trust me. I'm in control. It's fine. She got four or five years on Ricky. (gasps) Right, Jesus. But, um, but yeah, Uh, shout out to to you guys, of course, to to Mark Weber, to Joe Colton. Um, shout out to everybody who's watching us live tonight. We really appreciate you. If you're watching us on. Uh, Facebook, by all means, give us some kind of reaction. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. We love little huggy guy. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, please like our video. Uh, leave a big boy comment down below uh, when we're done here. Uh, leave uh, uh, Share us in your social media circles. And by all means, subscribe to the channel. Mm-hmm. Nothing helps us more than watching our videos and subscribing on YouTube. Absolutely like and subscribe. Not. Um, want to give uh, an extra special shout out to to a couple of folks in the community. 
uh, who who do good work for us and have done good work for us in the past and just just uh, uh, need you know got to reach out to them and and touch base and of course our good friend Hooded Cobra Commander seven eight eight Brian Lower yep. uh, to our old pal at uh, formerly of yojo.com, Terry Desard. Uh, good to hear from everybody, uh, and and hope things are going well on that end. And uh, that's all we got. We're out of time. Nothing fills up a two hour like 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 us talking about reveals. Chock full. So, <laughs> but uh, for 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 my co-hosts Mark Weber and Joe Colton, uh, I'm Mike Irizarry. Uh, everybody have a great rest of the weekend. Uh, take care of yourselves. Be safe if you can't. Be careful. Uh, and and just remember, be kind to one another. It's it's been a rough couple. Of it's, it's, look, the honcho's wearing down a, as we speak. He's losing constantly. Fa- failed the constitution roll. I take it. I take it back, Rob. No more <laughs> shout out. Screw you. <laughs> Hope you die. <laughs> what? That's right. I would NWO live on the air for life. Be sure to follow us on social media. All the links are down below. Got the pre-orders down there as well. Uh, and we'll have uh, the 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 get ready site on Kickstarter for, for Patty and Brian's next volume of, of Total Action Force. But uh, again, for my co-host Mark Weber and Joe Colton, uh, for our host in absentia, Racktime Rob, I'm Mike Irizarry. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves and yo <laughs>